Welcome to the very, very first episode of the Two Fitness Ninnies podcast. My name is Mark. That guy there is Shane. We are the Two Fitness Ninnies. Hello, Shane. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yes, we are. How's it going? Great. So I'm I'm recording from uh, from my gym in Titusville, Florida, MoFit, and um, you are recording from near your gym. Where are you at? I'm recording from near the gym. Yep, I'm actually at home. Um, the gym is in Suntree, Florida, uh, just north of Melbourne. Cool. So our thought yeah. for this podcast, we're going to try to do this weekly. Try to, but we're not going to stick to any okay. strict thing. We're going to do it. We're both gym owners, so we, we have, and you're, an, you're a real estate agent on top of that. Yep. So we have tons of time we're to record flexible. podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and all the spare time. Yeah. <laughs> So we figured it would make sense to talk about things that um, you know are relatively uh, make sense as far as fitness goes. I have a habit of going on horrible, horrible tangents. We'll discover that here in just a second, I'm sure. It's perfect. <laughs> so today, uh, what I figured we'd talk about just for our very, very first episode of the podcast is uh, misconceptions. Misconceptions about um, fitness when it comes to specifically to losing weight if you happen to be an extremely overweight person at the beginning of your journey. And I, I think it's a good topic because a lot of people who are extremely overweight are willing to think almost anything is true. I think a lot of times their mindset can be skewed. Sure. Yeah, they want um, they want almost anything to be true too. You know, especially if they if they actually care and they're they're trying to lose some weight. They um, a, a lot of the 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 myths and fads and stuff they they sell like a easier out. You know what I'm saying, or, or yeah. something that's easier than than what it actually is or what it looks like. So it's like, yeah, who who wouldn't want that to be true? I I can eat all the fats in the world I want, and I'm gonna lose weight. <laughs> you know, or uh, you you name it. Um, and and it's like, yeah, sure. So you know, who, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little anecdote though. I here at my gym for a while, it was uh, the carnivore diet was a fad four or five of our members were doing it sure. and carnivore diet is nothing but meat basically meat and fat and that's it and and water yep. so meat fat and water and, and that is it so a couple of people were talking and and you know we had some of the armchair scientists here as well who were uh throwing all the big words around and you know talking about how amazing the carnivore diet was so i did it as an experiment i did it it was the month of may sure. in I think it was the month of May in 2019, a month of March, March 2019. I remember I did, when you did it. I did it for 30 days straight, and yep. I lost 35 pounds. Nice. It, well, no, it wasn't. I looked like a... Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, everything that's coming to mind, I can't say. I, I was really skinny. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> I looked, I looked yeah. dilapidated. I looked, uh, I did not look how, like how I looked. It took me a while to gain all the muscle mass. I lost a lot of muscle mass. There you go. And Ethiopian marathon runner. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy because my, you know, I wasn't having any, I wasn't eating carbs or, 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 um, um, I wasn't having any carbs, so therefore I can I can only imagine how my insulin sensitivity suffered during that because I wasn't having any fiber either. That's a good point. Yeah. 
But anyway, yeah. it was a, um, it was, yes, I lost weight. Was I healthy? Uh, no, not even anywhere near approaching that. Yeah. And that's not a very like sustainable rate of fat loss, you know, and it, and it's not like, Oh, like I only ate meat and therefore something magical enabled me to lose fat. It's like, no, I, I quit eating everything else. Therefore I went in, into an extreme calorie deficit and lost a ton of weight. Um, it's interesting. You mentioned the insulin sensitivity and, um, and you know, and how that probably went through the floor and that plays a major role in, um, uh, getting glycogen into the muscle and, and muscle mass and uh and a lot of the good um good gains that come from an insulin spike mm-hmm. um so yeah the, and then not to mention the lack of phytochemicals and lack of micronutrients you get from your fruits and veggies and and everything else so um so yeah it uh it sounds fun <laughs> well, it was fun like a, i would literally go to there was yeah. a there was a diner on the way home and i would I would get on DoorDash and order for pickup. I would, I would order twenty pieces of bacon, and <laughs> I, they they knew me for for a while as like the bacon guy. I'd walk in and they're like, "Oh, here's the bacon guy again," and I'd get, I'd get my to go box with twenty pieces of bacon. I would just chow on twenty pieces of bacon while I was driving home. That's funny. I got sick I, of bacon. If I you once can had a. Yeah, that's a ton of bacon. Yeah, I I once had a pizza delivery guy show up at my house unannounced because every time I ordered a pizza, I ordered a cannoli, and that day they were making these cannolis and a croissant with like a cinnamon sugar on them, and he was like, "I just thought of you, and I wanted to bring you one." Oh my god! I was like, "Okay, time time to go on a diet. Time to make some changes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so. so- each of us came up with three uh, three common uh, misconceptions about losing weight, and these these should pertain especially to somebody who's uh, substantially overweight and about to begin the journey of, of losing weight. So you came up with three, and I came up with three. Uh, let's let's start rifling through these. What was your first one? Uh, my first one was that running is a good idea. Mm. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and not, not that it's a bad idea. I just, and, and honestly, I I don't know if any of mine are like good or bad, but it's just like, man, there's some things to consider with each of these, you know? Um, and so I think a lot of folks, it's like when they think of dieting, they think like, oh, I I have to get up early in the morning and run and Mm. I have to go do cardio and, and I have to do all this stuff. Um, And so I think some of our, like, considerations there is, like, running is already really cyclical of a movement. You know, I mean, you're striking the ground thousands and thousands of times as you're moving, and running has a very high injury rate to begin with. You know, it's whether or not, like, being overweight and running causes an increase in injury I don't know if that's like super well founded, but when you're going to go do something that already has an injury rate of like 85% of runners experience injuries, and then you're going to add on top of that, that you're a really heavy human and you're going to do this sport with a bunch of impact and very cyclical motions and stuff like that. Um, I think you're just kind of begging for, for an injury. Um, do you think and that's then, societal in some regard? Because running is considered like the thing to do, whereas I think something like just simply walking instead of running doesn't have that cool factor that running does. 
100 percent yeah i i think so 100 percent and um and it's funny that you mentioned walking because i think walking is like the most awesome underrated exercise there is uh so um so yeah so i would definitely start there with um i would start there with walking and then uh you know kind of move on up a move on up the scale a little bit so um so yeah so so and and one you know depending on how heavy we're talking like some of those folks i I mean there's a there's a really big um uh strain on essentially cardio your cardiovascular system with running it it really uh taxes and hits it a lot you know so depending on how heavy we're talking it's like oh it's like just run this by our doctor make sure it's okay um especially with um uh, with maybe even a lot of the fitness endeavors that they want to get into, depending on how much weight they have there, um, and and make sure they get that cleared, you know, first, um, and then yeah, probably starting with something like walking and then maybe walking with weight if they want to increase that right like i think we're both <laughs> we're both members of uh ruck clubs um and uh or leaders of ruck clubs i guess we are um and so it's like you know throwing a little bit of weight and going for a walk it increases the heart rate it's not super impactful on the joints um there's not a lot of bounding and stuff um and it almost has very similar cardio benefits to running just without all all the um hefty impact and stuff like that yeah and it keeps the heart rate um, too in a nice safe a nice safe comfortable but still elevated zone you know maybe like yep. 110 120 125 somewhere in that range is a great range yeah and it's nothing to it's it's not crazy right like it, i mean it like 120 it ain't no walk in a park but it but you're you're not like super strained either it's like it's kind of that sweet spot where it's nice and you're cruising you and know? you can so, sustain that for half an hour 45 minutes without injuring yep. yourself doing something really bad to yourself yeah 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 100 percent. so for me i felt like that running just went hand in hand with fat loss diets it's like oh i'm gonna start dieting and therefore i have to start running um and i, I see that in a lot uh in a lot of folks yeah the interesting thing too about running is that and, and you said fat loss specifically but weight loss is a more general way to put it and the thing about running too is that if you're not careful with other aspects of your life diet specifically um running can actually yeah, you're going to lose weight, but how much of it is fat? For sure. As opposed to muscle mass. Yeah, most definitely. You could run off. I mean, that's a, an issue that a lot of distance runners have is that they have to work especially hard with weight training and with strength training to compensate for all the muscle they're literally losing by doing all the running they're doing. They do. They do. Yeah, they they have to have their, their high-carb diet for their sport, and then they need a high-protein diet to retain what muscle they do have. Um, they don't need a ton of muscle. I've like seen some guys like my size where um, they'll intentionally lose muscle if they're getting into an endurance sport just because it is such a body weight based sport where you're going to get improvements in running if you just weigh less if that weight is fat or muscle so long as we weigh less the body's going to go faster then we need to work on enduring our 
and during our sport and stuff. But for me, like if I wanted to be good at running, I would 110% have to lose muscle. <laughs> like I would need to lose fat and muscle without a doubt. And yeah. that's how that just to be a competitor, it would just have to be that way. That's a know? very specific instance though. Somebody who's, who's competing in distance sure. running and they, they, you know, they're probably doing that under the guidance of a physical therapist or a doctor or something with, you know, trying to lose a very, very specific amount of muscle. Um, Sure. But, you know, to a general person who's substantially overweight and they're going to look at running or, or walking, which would make more sense, or something along those lines, and they are going to do that, it's important to understand that you don't just want to simply lose weight. You want to lose fat specifically. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. I agree. So that was your first one. My first one is, um, let's see. You know what? Let's do two each because my the third one we've already talked about, the one that we did here. Um, okay. How about this one? The only way to lose weight is to avoid carbs. Oh, that's a good one. Which we talked about a little bit because that's kind of the carnivore diet. Sure, sure. But there's a lot of misinformation out there that says that carbs are bad and the only you know if you want to lose weight then you have to stop eating carbs when in fact carbs are just a third you know they're one of the three macronutrients that are super important and if you look at any of the three generally recommended diets by um you know by like for example the the government it's a healthy u.s diet a healthy mediterranean diet or uh, what's the third one what's the third one they recommend I'm having a blank. Yeah, but the Mediterranean diet and it's probably the MyPlate, MyPlate.gov, MyPlate, which replaced like the food pyramid. Replaced the food pyramid, yeah. But they they recommend the Mediterranean diet a lot, and there's plenty of carbs in that. But it's good carbs. It's carbs from vegetables. It's carbs from beans, um, and they're the proper ratio of the food that you're taking in compared, you know, relative to your fats and your proteins. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, carbs make up a, a really big portion of my diet. Um, and even in a, even in like a, when I'm going after a fat loss effort, um, my carbs are still pretty high. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, but but yeah, that's and and yeah, and kind of like what we touched on. You've got, um, I think, I think carbs got a bad rap. Well, one because like the Atkins diet, you know, the the fat diet back in the day. I remember my mom and stuff doing that. Hell, I think I did it um, at some point uh, as like a teenager or or something. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I think somehow insulin got known as like this fat storage hormone. And I think people associate carbohydrates with, you know, the spike in insulin. And then, you know, we go into this fat storage thing, which I, insulin is just a regulatory hormone. It's, it's, you know, it's coined like the storage hormone, but it, it regulates like how much goes where um so it's it's a storage hormone it is and it's a regulatory hormone um uh but i think people miss the point that like you're never going to like like energy in versus energy out right calories in versus calorie out uh it's the it's that law of thermodynamics where you're never going to cheat it you know the only way to store fat is by eating excess calories and it, a hormone isn't going to do something magical to make you store fat that you wouldn't store you know what i'm saying so i think people you know I, I, a couple of quack doctors come out and they talk about insulin storing fat and stuff like that and now all of a sudden carbs are bad because they spike your insulin, you know, when, as long as we're in a calorie 
uh, deficit or even, you know, maintaining weight, um, we we should be just just fine and that uh spike we get in insulin actually should help to shuttle more nutrients and such to the muscle for glycogen stores to make our workouts even more awesome so that we can expend even more energy so that we can lose even more fat Bingo. yeah <laughs> you know so uh but yeah i i think that's where that came from yeah and it's important too a lot of people just think about carbs they think about french fries and spaghetti and it's so much more veggies and fruit and yeah man yep yeah all all the all the really tasty delicious foods people call carbs and it's like really i mean them shits are just tasty delicious foods dude i don't know what to yeah but, but when i think of carbs i think of like when i'm looking at my diet and looking at how many carbs i get i'm thinking of fruits and vegetables and whole grains um large in part you know so my my like for lunch what do you eat i eat a freaking sandwich <laughs> you know i have <laughs> i have sarily low calorie uh bread and light uh mayo that i put on very light and then a whole bunch of lunch meat and a slice of cheese you know and and so when i eat carbs i do eat you know grains rice um fruits veggies and then yeah i mean a lot of the delicious tasty foods out there delicious stuff high and, carb high fat and let's not forget fiber either because fiber is a carb uh and also a very large player when it comes to the your insulin sensitivity and your regulating of your of your blood glucose all important for everything you were just talking about for sure yeah for sure for sure and digestion health makes you poop good um hey we all need that There's nothing better than dropping one of those deuces where you can get up and walk away without even have to take any toilet paper off the roll. You know what I'm talking no about? No wipers. The, the, no, yeah, the no wipers, man. I mean, you got to do a check wipe just to make sure. One of those in years. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, dude. They get no wiper. That's a good day. That is a good day. I mean, you're literally smiling for the rest of the day. All right. Yeah. On that note, what's what's your number two? Let's do one more each. So uh, mine uh, is kind of coincides with my number one, but it was um, uh, the misconception that you have to do a ton of cardio. Um, and so, like I said, I think that coincides with like a, a weight loss diet is, you know, I have to um, restrict my food and, and do cardio and therefore I'm going to lose weight. Um, mm-hmm. and it's almost like if you, if you tell somebody like, Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to lose weight and they're like, Oh cool. What sort of cardio are you doing? And you're like, uh, none. And they're like, well, like, that's crazy. You don't know what you're doing. Um, and it's like, no man, not at all. So, um, so as we were talking about, it, it's, you know, calories in versus calories out. And I always tell folks to just change the word calorie to the word energy um, because that's exactly what it is energy in versus energy out and that can come in different forms right so we eat food for energy we get rid of energy by activity and so if i'm trying to go in this calorie deficit and i'm probably already on some sort of restrictive diet that is maybe too restrictive if i'm just a regular joe out there walking around with no guidance um if if we're already in this restrictive diet and then we're going to add more activity expenditure on top of that. I mean, shit, I could have probably just lost all my weight without exercising or doing any activity at all mm-hmm. just because of the crazy-ass diet that I'm on. Like you doing carnivore, you, you, you would have lost a shit ton of weight without exercising, you know? Yeah. Um, so 
so it's like so then then we've got a whole bunch of things to consider like what is our diet fatigue how long are we going to be dieting for how are we going to like manage those things if i'm if i'm in a low calorie deficit and i'm doing more activity and that puts me in an even lower calorie deficit how quickly am i going to crash and burn on that recipe you know um probably pretty freaking soon i love what you said about it instead of thinking of it as calories in calories out thinking of it as energy in energy out one way I like to explain that is that, you know, your body stores fat as, as energy for later. That's what it is. It's, it's for later on down the road. And, and it's, the reason it does it is because the, the human body hasn't figured out yet that um, we have this little thing called the industrial age and supermarkets and fast food restaurants, right? As far as our metabolism yeah. goes and our bodies and the, and the instinctual things going on inside with, with, with um, food digestion and metabolism, our bodies are not aware yet. We haven't evolved yet to know that um, there is definitely going to be bison in the fields tomorrow, right? So, yeah. So we have to store it, right? So do we store it as... Do we store energy as protein? No, because protein's only got four calories per gram in it. Do we store it as, you know, our energy as carbs? No, for the same reason, right? But fat, fat's yeah. got twice as much. Fat has nine calories per gram, right? So it makes sense to store yeah. it. You get good gas mileage <laughs> off the fat, right? So sure. That's why I love to think about it. Because if you eat, it, let's say you've got a, for easy math, let's say you got a 2,000-calorie diet, right? And so uh-huh. if you eat 2,020 calories, you've, you've got a, a surplus of 20 calories, right? Or 20 units of energy, okay? So your body's like, sure. awesome, awesome, this is great. I'm going to turn it immediately into fat. I'm going to store it for tomorrow because there might not be bison in the fields tomorrow. Right? Yeah. You've got to store it. Yeah. But then the opposite is true, too. Let's say you have 1,950 calories, okay? Well, it takes you 2,000 calories just to get through a normal day, okay? But you've only eaten 1,950 calories. Well, now you're short. So now you got to plug into the batteries, and you got to use some of that battery stores, just like anything else. Just like, you know, if you if the power goes out at your house and you got to plug in to a battery pack, you know, to charge your phone instead of plugging it into the wall, it's the same thing. Yep. So now you're just running off fat. You just you you start metabolizing the fat instead of the food you ate to get through the day. Now next morning you wake up, you got a little bit less fat than you did yesterday because you had to burn it. And lo and behold, we have Publix. We don't have to go chase the bison. Yeah. Very <laughs> sure. We haven't evolutionized past the the industrial stage yet. I wonder when that'll happen. I don't. I like, don't. like year three thousand or something. I I suspect maybe? that the industrial uh, age will die and we'll go back to chasing bison before we <laughs> before we figure it out. You think if I think Germany could be looking at that if they don't team up with Russia here soon, but that's a topic for another discussion. That's a, yeah, that's a that's a wormhole. That's a rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I love to hear the media on that, uh, how they're the <laughs> villains for not sacrificing their industrialization. Um, yeah. But the uh, it's funny, what you, and this will be a little bit of a tangent, but that's how I like to explain keto to folks is like you, you're, if, if you're going to go start a fire in the woods, are you going to throw in these little small twigs to get your fire going or are you going to throw in this big log? Your fat at 
nine calorie per gram is the big log. Your carbs and proteins at the four calories per gram are the little twigs. We're going to burn those up quick for energy. We don't want to burn the others. So the thing with keto is that while on a keto diet, you do burn more fat, you burn more fat total. That's because you're eating more fat. (laughs) (laughs) So we're actually burning less stored fat on a keto diet than we burn stored fat in a regular calorie deficit. Because you're eating this energy dense fat. Yeah. And, and we probably have more energy and we're moving more. Maybe our, our needs or, or our daily activity is higher. Maybe we're getting more energy expenditure out of our workouts because we have this better energy source to use and we feel better and we're doing more stuff. Um, so, yeah, so that's a, that's a good point about the, the facts there. Um, and, and that's another point about my whole um, thinking you have to do a kind of ton of cardio is like if you're in that diet fatigue where these calories are in such a large deficit because of your restrictive diet and your cardio, um, now you look at your, your needs or your non-exercise activity thermogenesis or just simply the amount of daily activity we're doing in a day is going to decrease. So, you know, your wife is like, hey, sweetie, you want to get up and take out the trash? and you're like shit i i ate almost nothing today i did two hours of cardio and i'm kind of tanked how about you take out the trash and while it sounds minimal like you said we might burn maybe 2,000 calories a day of regular activity ish well now that's dropped down to like 500 calories a day because we increased our calorie deficit now we're not doing shit at home Mm. or anywhere else so we're walking less we're doing less chores when we're talking to our friends on the phone we're sitting down instead of walking back and forth pacing mm. that stuff matters and and i the other area that comes to mind where that stuff matters is when people consider doing a second workout session in a day especially if their goal is fat loss it's like well let's make sure that you don't do this second workout session and then the rest of your daily activity tanks and falls to shit i'd rather see you get your steps up to 10,000 to 13,000 steps per day have a logical calorie deficit and strength train a couple times a week preferably three boom and i feel like we're good to go um but yeah, so, and then the only other thing I have on that is that cardio is not bad. If you, if you love it and you want to get up early in the morning and you want to go for your run, um, and you're not doing it for that sense of like, I'm being a man and this has valor and this is what I have to do. I have to get up early and I have to do my cardio because I'm in a weight loss diet. If, if you're doing it because you want to and you enjoy it, then by all means, like do it and have fun and, and ride with that. Um, but I, I guess that's another point is I wouldn't sacrifice sleep for it because that'll diminish your fat loss efforts. So do you really need to get up at, at 5 a.m. to go for that run or not? Also um, on a quick tangent, though, if uh, from the standpoint of cardio, one benefit cardio does have is if you have high blood pressure. It does help with that. For sure. Yep. But so there's strength training. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> yep. But, but yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I 100% agree. I do cardio. I'm I'm gonna run that Space Force 10 miler as a 220 pound human. So um, 
I love the shit. I was a long distance runner. I I love it. Um, but I, for burning calories, it's almost like putting gas in your car and then going out and driving your car with no destination for no purpose. It's mm, that's a great you know, analogy. It's, it's yeah. probably not the most efficient thing to do. You know. All right. I want to try to bring this in under thirty minutes, so we'll we'll wrap it up here. I've got one last comment on on the on the food thing, on the nutrition thing. Let's do it. And that is that there's there's two elements to nutrition. There's there's quantity and quality, right? And a lot of people it seems only pay attention to one of them. So if you're paying a lot of attention to your caloric deficit or surplus, depending on your goal, then you may you may just accidentally out of human nature forget about what those calories actually are. Um, and the other the other aspect of that is true. You may you may focus so hard on the what that you're eating that you may not be paying attention to how much of it you're shoveling down your throat. Um, and that's something, I mean, that's, that's the carnivore diet. That was when I was doing that, it was all, um, or, or like, you know what a better example is people who just strictly count calories. They don't really care what the calories are. So, you know, they could have literally nothing but bacon, but as long as they're coming in under 2000 calories a day, if that's how the math works out, then they're going to lose weight eating bacon. Um, <laughs> which I did. I can I can vouch sure. for that. But that's a shit diet. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not getting my vitamins and minerals. I'm not, you know, all the normal processes, my eyes, my lungs, my teeth, my hair, my fingernails, all that stuff's going to go to shit. But, hey, I'm going to have the number on the scale that I want to have. Yeah, it's not sustainable. But I would also bet that regardless of how you lost 30 pounds if you lost the 30 pounds that your blood pressure would be better your cholesterol would look better i i would put money that you would have these better biomarkers at a lower body weight just because we're in a lower body weight mm. obviously that wouldn't be sustainable you know what i'm saying but i think we do get the biggest bang for our buck for health by our body weight and then i think food composition and everything like that makes up a large part of being healthy but not even close to what a calorie deficit makes but it definitely it sure as shit wouldn't be sustainable you know right. what i'm saying There's no way but There's i think no, no absolutely not it wouldn't be sustainably healthy but it you know the, from a sheer body weight perspective i think that it's not the worst thing ever, but obviously not going to last either. No. No. All right, cool. Uh, this was our first two Fitness Ninnies podcast, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that this one is done. Nice. I like it. Cool. Let's roll with it. Uh, we will do another one on the next time we do one. Perfect, dude. That's what I always say. I'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time. All right. Uh, thanks for time. thanks for watching, and we'll try to put up another one next week. That's that's what we'll shoot for. Sounds good, bro. Yeah.